0: Welcome to Rare! I'm Ashley and this week we're going out onto the high seas and into the clouds because we're talking about pirates! Talking about your nautical pirates, your sky pirates, and anything in between! So yo ho ho! Enough of the details, let's roll the dice and get this episode started!
1: Yarr! Welcome back to another episode, me mateys. <laughs> Getting right into the spirit,
0: Yarr. yar.
1: <laughs> Been watching all the Pirate of the Caribbean movies lately, so I was inspired to do pirate games this week. I like it. It's fun.
0: we've just been watching a lot of like
1: james bond so (laughs) we could do we could do an episode of like spy games this
0: is so much like
1: bluffing games pretty much (laughs) (laughs) oh i guess (laughs) technically like code names is like a spy spy theme
0: yeah the like original one yeah that isn't it's not pirates, anyway. Though.
1: Not pirates, it's spies. It's
0: spies. Uh, I'm Ashley, and I'm Ricky. Yer. <laughs> <laughs> and even though it's uh, it's getting colder out, it's still pirate time.
1: <laughs> Every time, any time is pirate time. And when you think of pirates, you think of like nice, warm open seas.
0: (laughs) I guess that is true. It's always, like, tropical.
1: (laughs) Tropical. Warm you up with some tropical. Get you some pineapple.
0: (laughs) Get you, um, um, oh, what's it called?
1: Make make you some piña coladas. There we go.
0: Pina coladas. I like a good piña colada.
1: Yeah. And speaking of piña colada... (laughs) I'm going to jump right into my first game, which is called Pina Pirata. Yay! Because the theme of the game not only is pirates, but you're trying to find the golden pineapple. No. But not really. It's just part of the theme for the game. (laughs) So, Piña Pirata is two to six players, runs about 30 minutes. It is designed by Donald X. Vicarino and is published by Aiello Games. Ooh. So, Piña Pirata is all about pirates, and it's more or less UNO. So uh, there's a a deck of cards and then depending on how many people are playing, you start off with like eight or seven cards. Um, If you're playing with six people, you'll only get seven. Any other time you get eight. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the cards themselves are, it's either a single pirate or the card is split in half and it's two different pirates. So then when you like... Uh, you flip the top card of the deck and then you play, like if it's a, a penguin and a monkey, if you have a card that has a penguin or a monkey on it, you can play it on top of that card. If you don't have any of those, then you have to draw a card, just like Uno. And what you're trying to do is be the first person to get rid of their entire hand, just like Uno but this is where it differs because there are no like draw four cards there are no um like uh reverse cards there's no like special cards they're all just like the pirate cards mm-hmm. but what makes it different is at the beginning of the day at the beginning of the game there are different tiles and there's I don't know how many tiles come with the game but there's quite a lot for being how like small of a box it comes in. And you start off by drawing two of the tiles and all the tiles have various uh, rules on them. And so like no two games are really going to be the same because there's like so many of these tiles out Um, and they change up the game. So like uh, we played it recently and one of the tiles was all parrots are penguins and all penguins are parrots so you could switch out either of those two pirate types when playing the game and then another one was uh you can't play a walrus on top of a ro- walrus but the single <laughs> walrus card was a joker card so it's just like stuff like that where it, it could affect like specific um, pirate types, or it could, like, swap to, or it could say, like, something's a joker. Um, I think another rule is, like, if you play a crocodile pirate, then the next person has to skip their turn. Mm-hmm. So there's just, like, so many different rules on the different tiles, and you could have, like, any combination. And then uh, there's a couple ways you can play it. You can kind of play it where you kind of just keep going until you don't want to play anymore. hmm and each time somebody wins, they take a tile and add it to the rules, but you can have, like, a max of I think six tiles? Maybe eight tiles? And then, like, if you have more than that, then you have to... you When you add a rule, you take an old one out that you don't want anymore. And you just kind of play it until you don't want to play it anymore. Um, but then there's one where there's, like, Um, a specific kind of ending. So on the backs of these tiles are quarters of a map. So you could play the second way, and it's the first person to make a full map wins the game. So you need four map pieces. And then what the map represents is like uh, there's like a red line, so if you match up all the red lines, it makes an X in the middle of the map. Mm -hmm. And that's where the golden pineapple is. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're trying to do you're trying to find the golden pineapple by collecting all the pieces of the map and getting to the x but uh the maps all have like different fun shapes on them like uh they they all look like parts of an island but one of them is kind of like car shaped and another one's kind of like a boat shape and one of them kind of looks like a pineapple so they're like fun different shapes and it's just it's fun so uh for that one if you win, you take three tiles off the stack. You keep one for yourself for your map piece. You add one to the rules, which if you're playing that one, only six can be out at a time. So if you have happened to play more than, you know, enough rounds to get to six, again, you would discard an old one when you mm. add the new one, mm. and then you just take your the third one and you put it at the bottom of the stack. So, but I think it's fun. I think if you kind of like the game of UNO, but you've played it so many times that you want something a little different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think this would be a fun game. I think this would also be a fun game to play with like kids or with your with, like a family because mm-hmm. it's UNO, so it's very easy to teach. People already understand the general rules to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And all you're doing is matching pirates. Um, the only thing is is like the the rules can make things a little complicated, <laughs> but I think that adds to the fun of it. But like the artwork's really fun and like cartoony, and the animals are all really fun and unique. like and there's quite a few of them. like there's like an octopus, monkey, crocodile, parrot, penguin, uh, rats, rabbits, uh, the walrus, if I didn't say that already. Mm-hmm. like there's just there's a lot of different ones. <laughs> oh jaguar so it's just I think it's very fun I like getting it out and it's a it says 30 minutes I think that's just because of the fact that there isn't really an end or getting those four pieces can take a bit of time but oh. it, it goes pretty fast so but yeah Pina Pirata.
0: That's cute. Trying to find the golden pineapple. Love it. Pineapple. <laughs> um, well, the game I'm going to talk about is called Windward because we're going up into the sky and we're going to be sky pirates. Sky pirates. <laughs> I mean, not super really, but um, the game plays one to five players. It's about 30 to 90 minutes. Um, I don't have a designer listed. I'm not sure why. Um, but the artist is Justin Spice. Um, and it's published by Eldorado Games and Play Monster. But the point of Windward is that you're trying to gain notoriety points. Um, you get notoriety points when you leave the port and stay out in the sky overnight basically you get notoriety because you're so cool staying out in the open skies um and it's dangerous to stay out in the open skies because there's um basically sky whales or like sky monsters they're called um cresters they're called cresters um and there's red cresters and little gray cresters i believe and the big red ones will come after you if you hang out
2: (laughs) oh no so uh
0: you gotta be careful hanging out in the sky at night um to get more notoriety you can take down a crester either the big red ones or the small gray ones and um you can you can break down the crester and you get uh gas and teeth and you use gas for like trading gas is kind of like the money of the game um, and then teeth gets you more notoriety when you go and bring it back to the trade center um there you have to like everybody has their own ship and each ship color kind of has its own like special feature and it's nothing like super game breaking maybe someone's special feature like the special feature I had was that I always got um crew morale when I rested but everybody else's is they had to like specifically choose to get crew morale so my my crew morale was always like through the roof um if your crew morale is low um some negatives start to happen. You don't want low crew morale. um I never had that happen because I just always had a stupid amount <laughs> um, all the morale all the, all, time. all the morale just yeah, pump it up um, and the way this game is like kind of piratey, is that you can attack other players to take their teeth or like their cresters if they have that in their hold, and you can take that um. The game is, it can move pretty fast. Um, oh, if you, your crew morale is based off of, like, it's not based off of, the how much gas you get from a crester is based off of how high your crew morale is. So if you have a higher crew morale, you get more gas because they're much better at dismantling the crester. Makes sense um the, they're they're willing to work yeah um and there's like for your movement there is wind and the wind changes every round which is like after everybody's moved the wind will change direction there are cards that will allow you to change the wind direction but the way the wind direction works is it's it's always random you roll a die and then the number it lands on is what way the wind faces and if you roll the same number that, that it's already on, you have to re-roll because the wind has to change direction. Um, and normally you only get so many movements, but if you're going, like, with the direction of the wind, you kind of get to, like, float along and it doesn't take any movement from you. Um, but you can't go against the wind, like, directly against the wind. You have to basically try to, like, go around, if that makes sense. Um, and the map can kind of change, like, every game sort of di- based on where it lines up sort of thing. So you can have a different type of map, because um, it's kind of like a pie-shaped kind of thing, if that makes sense. Um, so it's not going to be too wildly different, but a piece might wind up on a different side the next time you play. Um, there's, um, debris in the sky that you can't go through. But luckily, the cresters can't go through it either. They also have to go around it. But that means you have to go around it too. Um, There's like little um, outposts on the outside of the board. And if you stop at that, you get um, free gas basically for trading because you're like the first one there. Um, And the board, there are a couple sections of the board where you can like go to the other side of the board. Um, so it like transfers over, um, see the end game triggers when a player reaches the final space on the notoriety track, which is 15 or more. Um, and then that's the last player's turn. Um, and then everybody else gets a turn after that. So even if they were like the last player, everybody else still gets one more turn after that player hits 15 notoriety points. Um, And then whoever has the most notoriety points at the end of the game wins. So it doesn't have to always be the person that triggers the end. If you're about ready to do something and you wind up getting more than them, then you win the game. Um, So it, it seems finicky because there are ways to, like, upgrade your ship. You can get, uh, like, specialty crew members that help you increase things for your ship. There's a couple varieties you can get for each position. Um, There's two different people you can get for each position, but you can get um, ones that can maybe be more aggressive against other players and Cresters, or you can get ones that are more aggressive against Cresters themselves. But I would say once everybody kind of understood the game it did go really really quick which wasn't a bad thing it was just a little bit snappier for um as kind of like big the game felt it it was actually kind of snappy so it was it was kind of nice to have like a strategic game that wasn't like three hours long you know right um and i did enjoy the theme um, the little cresters are, are really cute and they do come off their little, um, sticks. They're little like holders because everything, everything also has like a height. Um, cause your, your big ship is on the same height as the big crester, but then your little, um, long boats, they go, they're smaller. So they always go underneath the big cresters, but they're also the only ones that can attack the little cresters. Um but it's really cute you can pop the cresters off their little stands and you can put it on your little board and they're really cute um the game it's it's got nice little details you've got um things you have a hand of cards that help you do more actions like there's coffee and that lets you do another action because it's coffee and there are cards (laughs) that. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's cards that will like get you more morale or let you do more things at the trading post like just those sort of things but the game is is really gorgeous and it has a delightful little theme where you can be a little pirate against your fellow players or you can go a more peaceful route and just everybody go after their own crester um, so it's it's a it's a fun fun uh, piratey type kind of sky game. It's really cute, it's different, it's interesting. It came out in 2020, so yay new game. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um but yeah, that's windward. Windward. Well, I'm going to keep it in the sky for now Woo-hoo. with a game called Sea of Clouds. <laughs> it is 2 to 4 players it runs about 45 minutes uh the designer is uh Theo Rivière Rivière something like that <laughs> and it is also published by Iello again uh Iello just makes good games right
0: yeah they do they're not they're
1: not they're not all winners but I'd say that they have a pretty good running rate of good games. Yeah, it's ILO. Yeah. Um, so sea of clouds. Um, I wouldn't say the sky pirate part of it is super heavy in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of just like I know it's in like the title, and when you're picking like what player board you want, you can see the the ships in the sky. I guess it's present, but it doesn't feel super heavy oh. as you're playing it. Mm-hmm. As like it sounds like like one uh, word is, mm-hmm. um, but basically, uh, Sea of Clouds is a push your luck set collecting game. Oh, so um, there is a board, and it it does keep track of like what round it is, and then I think. I think it's double-sided. I think if it's two to three players, you play on one side. If it's four players, you flip it over and it's the other side. Um, But basically, how the game sets up is there's another board and you put uh, three cards face down. And generally on your turn, you'll look at the first card, decide if you want it or not. If you do, you'll put it somewhere around your board. If you don't, you'll take a card from the stack, put it on top, look at the second card, decide if you want it or not. If you don't want it, put it down, put another card on top of that one, look at the third card, decide if you want it or not. If you don't want it, you put it down and you just have to take a card off the top of the stack. No. So eventually (laughs) you're going to take a card at some point. Yeah. But um, as you keep going around and passing so each stack like one two and three Mm -hmm. can have only three cards on it
2: Mm
1: -hmm. if you go to place like a fourth card you start putting doubloons on them so even if they're cards that maybe nobody really wants after so many rounds it's going to be tempting because of all the doubloons you could get from Mm -hmm. it so it's it's kind of a push your luck in the sense that like I don't really like this stack, so maybe I'll find something better. But if I pass this card, like, maybe it's a like a, a relics card that you know somebody else needs. Do you want to give them those points by letting them get that card? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to, like, maybe try to find something that will better fit what you're going
2: yeah.
1: for? <laughs> so, um... There's like four, four main types of cards that you can get there's relics, which is more of the set collecting like the more you have the more points you get at the end of the game. Uh, there's rum, of course, because what pirate game wouldn't have rum in it. <laughs> um, and there's different types of rum. and. Uh, the different types. They could, if it's like a collector's room, then it's kind of like a set where the more you have, the more points you get. Uh-huh. Or there's some where it's like, like it's not a collector's room. It's not necessarily high end, but they will give you like uh, varying victory points at the end of the game. Um, there's treasure that you can get, and those are cards that can kind of like affect gameplay a little bit. And then there's pirate cards. And the pirate cards uh, usually will have they'll they'll give you a bonus for boarding actions. So throughout the board, I think there's three or four times that you do a boarding action, and it's at like the end of the round. So you'd play the round as normal, and then you would board. And how boarding works is um, depending on how many players. With two players, it's it's a little different. But if you have like three or four players, you're going to do a boarding action to the person on your left and on your right. And what you're mostly doing is you're comparing the strength of the pirates that you've collected over the game. And whoever has the higher number of pirate strength wins. And then um, that will trigger like your cards. And if like the cards let you like steal something from somebody, if you won, you get to steal whatever it is from the player that you beat. If you lose, it doesn't do anything for you because you didn't win the fight. So um, you can either win twice, lose twice, or have one loss and one victory, um, and then you'll do your actions accordingly. Um, And like I said, that only happens uh, a couple times through the game. It's not like every turn you have to fight. But at the end of the boarding phase, you have to discard any pirates that you had, so you have to collect more pirates uh-huh. for the next time the boarding comes, which the boarding spaces are pretty evenly spaced out on the tracking board. so it's not like you only have like two rounds to get more pirates. like usually it's like four or five rounds between each one. so
2: huh.
1: um, it the the tracker is a decent length. Um, it definitely gives you time to get a feel for the game and collect the stuff that you want to do. Um, but it can go fast depending on like how quickly people go through those stacks. Um, so and then at the end of the game is when you reach the end of the board. So it's, it's easy to determine like how many rounds are left because it's a tracker rather than a, like a ending condition kind mm-hmm. of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then at the end of the game, you just you count out uh, like your relics and how many cards you get. Um, there's also secret cards I forgot to mention, so secret cards are something that maybe there's a condition that you can do, like, uh, you get so many points if you have the most rum, or you get so many points if you have the Uh, most pirates, or something like that. Um, but those are kept face down. Everything else is kept face up. The only thing kept face down are the secret cards. So at the end of the game, you'll count your relics, um, and how many you have determines how many points you get, um... You'll count uh, any doubloons that you have. They're like one for one. So if you have, you know, 10 doubloons, there'll be 10 points at the end of the game. Um, your treasure cards or your chest cards might have points on them. And then you'll count your rum and any secrets. And then whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. So it's it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. Um, I think the rules are Pretty clear, I mean, I don't think there's anything about it that, like, would trip anybody up. Mm-hmm. And I I think it plays okay with two people. Um, I've only played it with two people. I haven't had a chance to play it with um, more than that. But I think um, playing with more people would be interesting, um, just to see how, like, the turns play out and how the boarding action plays with, with more than just... Uh, two people because with two people when you do the boarding action obviously there's only one person that you're playing against Mm -hmm. so you can only get one victory or one loss like Mm -hmm. obviously somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose yeah so um there isn't that like you could win or lose against multiple people um i would i would say that the 45 minutes is pretty true and like i said Because there's not like an ending condition that needs to be triggered or anything. It's not like a varying, you don't know when it's going to end. It's a very clear set. It's this many rounds in this game. Mm. But I I do like the push your luck aspect. I do like the should I leave this or should I take it? I like that um, you get to add Cards and doubloons to it uh, as you go, which makes the the stacks a little bit more enticing. Even if there's like a card in there that nobody wants, there are things that are going to be added to it. And like I said, like once you start adding doubloons, like if you're like five rounds and there's three cards and five doubloons, like <laughs> why not take yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> it's worth it then. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's five points at the end of the game if you don't have to. Use your doubloons to buy anything, or if you don't have to get your doubloons stolen from somebody else. But there you go. <laughs> but I would, I would say the theme of the sea or the sky pirates is kind of there. It's more so in the like artwork and this the turn tracker, mm. but like the theme itself isn't super prevalent
2: yeah. in
1: the actual gameplay. But
2: that's Sea of Gods. enough. Vernon. Yar.
0: Um, so I only have one more game to talk about. Um, but it's I don't want to say it's a doozy, but there's a, a lot to this game. <laughs> and it is called Seafall. It is three to five players, about a hundred and twenty to a hundred and eighty minutes the Ooh. long game. Um, designers are Rob Davio and J.R. Honeycut. And it is published by Iron Wall Games and I believe Plaid Hat Games. And a couple of other um, publishers, but those are kind of like the big ones. Um, so, Seafall is uh is a legacy game and uh i i don't want to say i didn't enjoy it because i greatly enjoyed the game however the game is insanely unbalanced (laughs) one player will, will wind up blowing way ahead of everybody else and there's literally no way to catch up to them um so seafall is a a kind of um a little bit of like choose your own adventure kind of game you have a board and you have a ship and you go out and you do things so one of the things you can do is you can um explore you can um go up against other players. So it's kind of like piratey. You're like raiding other players. Um, and whenever you do one of those actions, it triggers different things that happen. Um, and there's always something that triggers because the really cool thing about the game is it comes with like a bunch of little boxes that you have to open when you trigger events. Um, so... And what's what's really cool about the legacy aspect of the game is that um, as the game progresses, you start unlocking more things. Um, One of the cool things that you can do is that when you get crew members, you get to name them. It's a ton of fun naming them. Like We were going like... um, naming guys from like star trek there was a guy that i'm like hey he looks like harry potter so we're just gonna call him harry potter um as with legacy games there comes a part where you destroy cards Um most of the time we just put cards in like a little baggie that says destroyed because we just can't bring, bring yourself bring to yourself do it to destroy it. the game yeah um but while the game itself i felt was like insanely unbalanced and i don't want to like spoil it a super whole lot but if you do a lot of exploring and you get like really lucky at it you will take away the game because um we played it it was uh, me and jason and then two of our other friends and one of them did really well on exploring and she was ahead by like 30 or 40 points constantly consistently and there was like um our our other friend was in a not very close second and then me and Jason were constantly battling for third and fourth so (laughs) um we we did we still had fun with the game but um as far as the points goes it was it was like very very unbalanced it was kind of like well me and jason are just trying to duke it out to see who gets third or fourth (laughs) um but other than that it was it was fun like doing the exploring because it kind of like unlocked more of the story because you would like land and uh, read an entry and find out what happened here and just as as the game progresses i just i don't want to spoil too much if you do want to go out and get it cuz um it's very aesthetic the art is gorgeous on everything um i'll do a little spoiler you get a little black light at one point mm. um and it's it's really fun um and even though the game was unbalanced we just we had a lot of fun playing it and that's kind of the main thing you do with it um, it's just fun to explore, go on a seafaring adventure across the sea, um, I know at one point you could get the game for, like, five (laughs) dollars, it's, it's not that cheap anymore, but it's, it's still a, a pretty, pretty decent price, I think it's one of the first legacy games, um, that might be why it's so horribly unbalanced, it's just because it's one of the first legacy games but um so the 120 to 180 minutes that's just for like a session you're gonna play over multiple sessions until the game's completion um and then i do know at the end game you can keep going over the end game bit as much times as you want just to keep playing that part again so it's it's not like unplayable once you've beaten the game you can kind of keep doing the last bit over and over again. Um, as far as like legacy games go, I prefer the Pandemic Legacy by far. It's, if you're looking for a really, really good legacy game, it's Pandemic Legacy. Um, but if you're looking for something different, if you're looking for a piratey adventury, choose your own adventure a little bit kind of game, then Seafall might be more of your bag. Um, just know that it is unbalanced, but um it's still fun, like ribbing each other, naming the characters that you get, um, just and the other things that happen. It's I kind of recommend it. <laughs> just... <laughs> 3 stars. 3, three, three, three Pirates <laughs> out of 5. <laughs> 3 pegs of rum. Um but I remember there was and it's it's been several years since I've played it, but I don't I don't believe they come out with like a new edition of it. I think it's just the same old game, but um but yeah that's that's Seafall. Nice. It's a fun legacy. Not to game. be
1: confused with Skyfall, which is James Bond <laughs> And it's Seafall. <laughs> Another episode. Spies. Spies. And then I'm sure there's a game called Skyfall. I think there is actually. There probably is. <laughs> I don't know if it's spies though. Um, anyway, <laughs> the my the last pirates. game. <laughs> Piratey games. Uh, my last game is called Dead Man's Draw. Ooh. It's two to four players, runs 10 to 15 minutes. This one. I looked it up on BoardGameGeek. It also doesn't have a designer. It was like marked NA. Yeah,
0: so weird. But it's
1: but it is by Mayday Games.
0: Mm. I wonder if it was um, like designed in house, and that's why there's not an official designer.
1: Maybe I'd have to look at the box, but I'm lazy. <laughs> Um, so Dead Man's Draw is kind of like another push your luck kind of game. Mm-hmm. It's very um, fitting
0: with the pirate theme, I think, push your yeah.
1: luck. Yeah. Uh just like you're like wagering stuff without wagering stuff. <laughs> uh, um, but this one's just a deck of cards. Uh I th- think we might have ended up with a first edition because we we so our fun story <laughs> fun side side story before i talk about the game itself uh we open up the, the 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 box and we were looking at the cards and it does come with reference cards because like the different suits do different things mm-hmm. but so there's 10 suits and so you'd think it'd be five suits on one side and five suits on the other side. Mm-hmm. But the reference cards we came with, it was five suits on one side and the same five suits on the other oh, side. No. <laughs> so it is literally missing like half the suits on every single reference card. Oh no. <laughs> so we ended up looking it up, and I guess in like a second edition or a reprint of some kind, they fixed it. That, like, the reference cards are correct and has all 10 of them on there. <laughs> yeah. And we contacted uh, Mayday Games and were like, hey, would it be possible to get new reference cards that are fixed? And they're like, sorry, we're out of reference cards. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> so we just have to use the rule book whenever we want to play. Aww. If we don't remember the different suits, which is fine. It's not that big of a deal, but it's kind of a big deal because each suit does something different and they're all kind of a little involved. Um, so like having a reference card would be a lot nicer, but getting into the game, it's actually a pretty fun game. Um, so... Uh, It's just a deck of cards, and on your turn, you flip over a card. Uh You can look at it, and uh, depending on what card you draw depends on what, like, suit action you have to take. Um, Some cards might have you draw more cards. Um, Some cards might let you, um, like, keep cards safe. Some Uh of them might have you take cards from, like, your... your opponent's um, play area, or some cards might have you take cards from your own play area. Ah. So it all depends on what uh, suit action it is. But at the end, after you've completed the suit action, you can either decide to collect or draw another card. So where the push your luck comes in is if you draw two cards of the same suit, you bust and you lose everything. Unless you have, like, a card that, like, lets you save cards. Gotcha. So you don't want the same suit in this one. So it's, like, the (laughs) complete opposite of set collecting. (laughs) Oh, and uh, the cards are numbered. So they're, like, from two to seven. Uh And then there's a mermaid suit that they don't have a card suit ability Mm-hmm. But their numbers run from four to nine, so oh. they're a little bit higher. And so, what you do is, if uh, if you collect and you haven't busted, you take those cards and you put them in front of you, and you put them in stacks based on what suit they are. Mm-hmm. So you'll have ten stacks in front of you, and then um, they go in descending order. So the highest card goes on top, and the lower cards go on the bottom. Okay. And then, um, so you you just keep going and you keep taking turns until the whole deck runs out Mm -hmm. and then you only count the number that's on the top of each stack and then whoever has the highest number at the end of the game that's Mm -hmm. your score and whoever has the highest number wins but it's definitely interesting like i said each um suit has a different ability um There's uh, keys and chests, which is fun. Like If you get a key and a chest in the same turn, however many cards you collect, as long as you don't bust, you get to draw those many cards from the discard pile. So if you collect four cards, you can draw four cards from the discard pile. Um, There's an anchor card, which the anchor card is anything that you drew before the anchor card um even if you bust you get to keep those cards but everything else after the anchor gets discarded. Oh, okay. And then I think the sword the sword might draw from like your own deck and then there's like a cannon which I think like kind of like blows up a card from like your opponent which uh, goes to the discard pile. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
1: Um yeah. So like um the cards, the like the card abilities make sense for the different suits, but mm-hmm. there's like um, like a Kraken card that does stuff. There's mm. the anchor, key and chest, the mermaid, cannon. Is there rum? No, actually, there's not rum. <laughs> bummer. Okay, so let's see. there's sword, cannon, key chest, mermaid, Kraken, anchor. <sighs> there's an oracle which lets you look at the next card to see oh, if you want to draw okay. it or not, which okay. is pretty cool. Uh, there's two more, can't think of what they are. Um, and then uh, the game also comes with uh, trait cards, which the trait cards will give you a special ability throughout the game, mm. and there's pretty much a like two trade cards like per that kind of correlate to like each suit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's like there's a lot of trade cards that come with it. But we didn't we did not play it the first time cuz it was our first time playing and mm-hmm. we, you were, don't want we didn't feel like we were ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be a fun way to switch it up if you have played it a mm-hmm. few times and you're ready to try something else. Mm-hmm. Um there it, it also comes with rules, or like a variant, and it does come with a uh, 2 and 3 mermaid, because like I said before, mermaids are usually 4 to 9, but you can make them 2 to 7, like everything else, and you can add uh, the mermaid ability to the, to the suit, ah. so that there's a variant that makes the mermaids an actual, like, playable suit, rather than it just being higher numbers. So... It comes with a variety of different ways of playing, which I think is always fun when uh, the game comes with variants and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. So you don't get tired of just playing it the one way every single time. Because this is, this is one of those games where even though like the cards are never going to come out the same way, like playing it the same way I could feel would get a little... R- repetitive. Repetitive. So I like the fact that it comes with different ways of playing and it adds the traits that mm-hmm. can change it up. So I, I do like that. But it, I just think it, it it is a nice, fun, quick game mm-hmm. that has a fun pirate theme. The, the suitabilities match the cards that you're drawing. I think it is overall a fun little game. I just wish that the reference cards <laughs> We're correct. <laughs> That's my only complaint, which is is pretty minor because it's not like the rule, they're not in the rule book. Like, yeah, you have somewhere there's to a, them. There's a way to reference mm-hmm. what the different suitabilities are. So, just not a quick reference. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is Dead Man's Draw very nice very nice and Um, just to mention there are a few other pirate games i'm just gonna throw them out there but we're not gonna talk about them toss them out toss them out um so um ascension which is a deck building game does have a skull and Sales expansion which does play a little differently than the base game Um, there's a game called Tortuga, which if you're familiar with Hides of the Caribbean, (laughs) it's all, they're all about Tortuga. Tortuga! Um, that one's more of, like, a party game. I think you have to have at least, like, four players. I don't remember who publishes it, but it's by the same people who do Salem, which is, like, a hidden, hidden role game Mm -hmm. about witches. witches. But Tortuga, I think, is more of, like, a... More of like a like a piratey. You're like on a ship, and you're like trying to attack other ships while going around the island of Tortuga. Um, and then good old classic liars dice. True,
2: true.
1: Classic liars dice. That one, if you just have some six sided dice and some cups. You can play it. Oh, you don't yeah, even just... have to have like a special set of dice. You don't have to have special cups. It's like, as long as you have those two things, mm-hmm. play Liar's Dice.
0: Mm-hmm. Look up the rules. It's just one of those games.
1: <laughs> yep. If you're not familiar with Liar's Dice, watch Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very... Classic game, liars dice, kind of like yes. a, a poker.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Just super simple game. Just get the stuff and just do it. <laughs> just do it. Um, I have a joke for
0: you. Okay, give me, give it to me. What's a pirate's favorite letter? It...
1: <laughs> Is it? <laughs> No, it's the C. Oh. You got me there.
0: I love dumb jokes. They're great. They're fun. The pirate one's great. And if you had said the C, I would have been, no,
1: it's R, maybe (laughs) So if I would have picked the C, it would have been R. Yeah. <laughs> but um uh-huh. At least it's got two endings, so you could always be like, No. Yeah. <laughs> it's my punchline. Exactly.
0: It's two punchlines. Like
1: it. <laughs> Choose I your own like punchline. nice. Like <laughs> Bur- but Burna. pirates. It's a pirate's life for me, mm-hmm. especially with all these pirate games. So all games. pirates, all the time. Pull out all the pirate
0: games. They're on a bunch of pirate movies, specifically like Pirates of the Caribbean. Fun movies. like them a lot. And have some hot cocoa and wish that you were on a tropical island. <laughs> on a
1: tropical island. On a tropical island. <laughs> or you could have some rum. Or, or you can have a pina colada. Pina colada. There we go. So many drinks. So many drinks. W- in so little. Time. I would drink just the pineapple juice. I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not a fan of coconut, so mm. I would probably pass. I don't like coconut, but I would take some rum. Mm. Uh, I think that should be our question for today.
0: What's uh, your favorite go-to mixed drink? Yeah. I like a if you if you don't drink alcohol. I mean, I like a good um, Shirley Temple. I used to drink that all the time as a kid. Some Sprite, and some Virgin fruit punch Shirley. Yeah, delicious.
1: Yes. What is your what is your favorite drink concoction? Yeah, adult beverage or not? Yes, whichever one.
0: Whichever one you prefer, because uh, I like. I like I like a good like Virgin Shirley Temple. It's a little extra sweet though. Um, I'm a big fan of like um, simple mixed drinks. Just some like Coke and Southern Comfort,
1: rum and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would I would probably have to go with my Choco Nana drink. Oh yeah, that is really good too. Like it's it's a real good go to. So if you don't know what Choco Nana is, which is just something that I call it. It's not the like official name for it. Which I actually did get the recipe from a drinking game. So I, uh, I don't even remember what was called in the drinking game. But uh, it's just uh, chocolate milk or white milk with chocolate syrup in it. Whichever you have or prefer. Um, some type of banana liqueur, um, which we've found that there's like a banana cream mm-hmm, rum mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. really good if you can't find like a straight banana liqueur. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a little bit of Kahlua just to kind of cut out on the sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little but bit. But that's it. Three things. Delicious. And it's da bomb. But yeah, so
0: let us know what you're favorite drink is and you can Spotify is really cool you can answer the question right on Spotify or you can let us know on Discord, on Facebook on Twitter on Instagram let us know on any of our socials the link will be in the description and uh, I think that'll wrap us up for today we're gonna sail away on the high seas Yarr! Mm-hmm. <laughs> i matey! <laughs> and I'm Ashley, and
1: I'm Ricky. Yo ho ho! And a bottle of rum. <laughs> Bye.
2: Bye.